What's going on, Snapback fam? Just a reminder, you can listen to all of our podcasts, the Snapback Sports Pod on Apple Podcast app. It's a little purple app. It's free. It comes on all iPhones or on iTunes and also Spotify. It's always free to listen to, always will be. Anyways, on this episode, we talk to Jack Flaherty, superstar pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals, and the giveaway winner for the signed CJ McCollum jersey is Jack Price 1578 on Instagram. Thank you guys for entering. We're going to have a ton more giveaways. As always, Snapback fam, much love. Enjoy the conversation just about sports. It was a ton of fun. Jack's a really chill dude. And we just wanted to show you guys what it's like Sunday night. Everyone's worn down from a long week and just wanted to chop it up about sports. So let's get it. Blue Wire. The Baltimore Ravens select... Lamar Jackson. I'm a rave. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! Up high! Oh, James! Auburn's gonna win the football game! Auburn's gonna win the football game! For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant put the jumper. He got it! And the Lakers lead! Mamba out. What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode. We are pleased to welcome Jack Flaherty, pitcher, St. Louis Cardinals, to the podcast. Jack, what's going on, man? Man, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. Um, we're doing bad. all right. I think we're just tired. I'm, I'm ready kind of to struggling kind of... over here. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm just struggling. Struggling. every day. You just get more and more tired, even if you're not, even if nothing's changed. But depending on how much whatever you're used to doing, it just Seem to get real groggy. Yeah, I uh, I moved out of an apartment today, and like t- today was the first day that I did something like a lot of something for mm-hmm. like a long period of time, and like I don't know how long. I'm drained, <laughs> man. I'm drained. And that'll take a lot out of you. It's like it's like shocking your body after yeah. it's quarantine. Yeah, you finally get up and do something. It'll, it'll shock you. Right. Uh, all the days seem to just blend together. You know, like tomorrow's Monday, but does it really matter? Like. <laughs> Like yeah, what's see, the so difference? That's, the thing that, that's what we've all that's what we've all kind of said is that people are starting to realize that the days end up running together. So like for us, like we don't have weekends. It's just we right. just play games every single day. It's not like oh we get to Friday we get the weekend off. It's just like yo know, these days just run together. We don't we sometimes we really do lose track of what day of the week it is. What about like if you are in a city and you do have one of those off days? Like they always talk about in the NBA, like the teams that play in Miami Friday night and then they go out. Like it doesn't really matter, I guess. But if you land in like a fun city, then do you kind of take notice of that? If we go, if we land in a fun city, we're we're definitely gonna go to dinner. Gotcha. Um, I'd say right. most places we're gonna try to go to dinner depending on what time we get in. Uh, we're for you know, depending on what day of the week it is. We're going to go to dinner, and if, you know, if depending on the day of the week, who we got, what we got coming up, how we're playing, we'll probably go out, or we'll just keep it low-key, or, um, but we'll see how it is. But normally, we got to play the next day, so even if we go out, have a good time, uh, you know, we'll do it responsibly. Responsibly enough where you know you got to get up the next day. <laughs> what about as a pitcher, though? Like, you're only going one out of every five games. Are there days where, or nights where, you know, you can have an extra drink at dinner? There's there's some days, absolutely. You, know, you got to know, <laughs> hey, when, when's, when's, my, when's that fifth day that I got to pitch? Yeah, 100%. And... That's the best part about being a pitcher. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the one thing where you kind of get those days in between and you can know, you start to learn yourself and learn, okay, 
I can have, you know, if I want to have a drink tonight or a couple, I, I can. As we get closer, be like, all right, I got a day game, you know, in whatever, in St. Louis in the middle of the summer. Probably not going to have that extra drink because otherwise I'm going to be on the mound cramping. Right. My entire body's going to cramp. I'm curious. So, like, say that you you pitch, a, like you just said, an afternoon game in St. Louis on a Wednesday. And then you guys have another game on Thursday. You know you're not pitching. What are your what what is your game day like on Thursday leading up to your game day? What are you doing? If you know you're not going, if you know there's no shot, like what what's a game day like? Yeah, there's no way of me pitching so far, but if we're so if we're staying in the same city, say like I you got a pregame Wednesday. meal, you up that a little bit. <laughs> if we're <laughs> the staying in I'm the same about. city, if I pitched Wednesday a day game, it's it's probably it was probably real, really, really, really hot. It's probably hot as hell. And yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to hydrate and, and get myself back together so I don't cramp cramp up uh, like while I'm just sitting at home. But then the next day, I mean, I'm waking up, getting some breakfast, going into the field, working out, getting treatment, stretching, um, running. Condi- like That's a heavy, heavy lift day, heavy conditioning day. Um, oof. And, and so it's not – yeah, it's not easy, but – you know, you get to know that going into the game, I'm not doing nothing, so I might, I might right. eat a little bit more. Uh, See, my kind of, imagination of it was you're waking up, you're hitting the omelet bar, like you're watching. The guy <laughs> he loves up, a good omelet bar. Time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just you caught a dub. Like, you just caught a dub yesterday. You know you're not going today. Kick back a little bit. You know? Yeah, that's the morning, but you ain't get the kick back once you gotta go. Yeah, you gotta go get in the weight room at that point. <laughs> As a pitcher, I feel like you have to be good at passing time. Like if you're only going every, obviously you're still working out and you're still training and rehabbing. But what else do you do to pass the time outside of just like straight baseball? Are we talking at the field? Or are we talking away from the uh, field? Honestly, I'm interested in both. Like in the clubhouse, are you just chilling? Are you playing? I don't know. Do people like cards? Like what do you guys do? So that's that? the that's the crazy thing. Like for me, at least. Um, at, I mean, at home, so if, I, if, if we're at home and I'm trying to kill time before I got to go to the field, either I'm watching TV, watching a movie, playing playing video games, uh, talking to my mom, like, dude, I don't, or I'm sleeping. There, there's a lot of sleep involved there. <laughs> and then at the field, it depends on the day of the week. There's, there's some days where I, like, the day after, I usually don't have a whole lot of time. Like, I'm working out for an hour, I'm running, I'm getting an hour worth of treatment then we got bp um and then doing some type of recovery for for a little bit you know if there is some downtime usually it's spent playing cards or usually usually what happens is you get caught up you're you're eating you're eating with a couple guys and you get caught Mm up arguing at least in my case you get argue you start arguing (laughs) over some other sport or some other sports debate the next thing you know you look up and be like dang i gotta get going like i got stuff to do i've been here for way too long so yeah, we we do it that way. We uh we start talking sports. Well, you're in the right place because Abe and I literally can't agree on a single thing when it comes to sports, which is pretty much why we started the podcast. What what what's the best debate in the clubhouse, or what's the one you're most passionate about? Because Abe and I, it's MJ Lebron. Yours is so mine is Kobe Lebron. That's the biggest really? one. Really? Yeah. Really. That's and which side that... are you on? I assume you're on Kobe. Of course. 
Interesting. Wait, so you're from California? Yeah, it's in a completely biased frame, of course. But I will always. Oh, okay. All right, then. All right. (laughs) I mean, it's completely biased, but I will still like make my case for it. Obviously, Kobe's like the the Laker of all time. But look, come on, let's let's take a step back here. So you're on the broad over Jordan side. Oh, my God. Abe is the biggest LeBron gargle of all time. That's not even a conversation. Wow. I agree. I agree. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Honestly, it's it's late on a Sunday. I did not anticipate this, but I'm so here for it. What what does he even say? What is his argument for LeBron? He actually doesn't. He's so Jack. He's from Philly. Well, he says. Yeah. Philly. How about how about I how about I speak for myself? No, no, no. I have to set the stage. For everyone. <laughs> he's from Jersey. Thinks he's from Philly, and mm-hmm. so he grew up as a Philly fan. And um, I mean, you've pitched in that park. You know how yeah. Philly fans are. They're just obnoxious people. So I I don't know if he's ever made an argument. He just pretty much says, "Dude, watch the game. He's better," and that's it. So. Without without further ado, here's Abe's you argument. What, you see what the guy's been doing over his entire career, how he continues and continues to get better and make the people around him better. People say, oh, three and six this, three and six that. He is three Listen, and six. Yeah, yeah, right. he it's is. Right. Three and six this, three and six. He is three Jordan six. went six and zero, oh, but that doesn't mean he never lost a playoff series. LeBron never okay, lost, lost in the first the round. Series. Michael Jordan lost in the first Look who he round. lost to. Michael Jordan lost in the first but round. But look who he lost to. Well, well, hold on. Michael Jordan lost in the first round. LeBron missed the playoffs twice, but this is no. Incredible. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Throw, throw the missed the playoffs. That is yeah. terrible. Be, okay. Who cares? <laughs> the Jordan, Jordan in one of the first rounds. Jordan, I think he averaged forty-five. Losing. That's correct. That's correct against to the Celtics. The Celtics, who ended yeah. up winning the whole to that Celtics team. Jack, let me read this to you real quick. Um, LeBron James. Yeah, I posted this today on uh, my story. LeBron James has played 49 NBA Finals games, which is a lot. He's been there a lot. You can't deny that. 29 mm-hmm. of which, so a little over half, were close winnable games, parenthesis, within five points, in the fourth quarter with four minutes remaining. Most people will call that clutch time. Right. Here are stats in those moments. 33 of 104 shooting, 32%. Only 10 assists and 15 turnovers, 0 for 6 in game time winning shots in the NBA Finals. That's tough. That's a tough that stat. is such a that is such a nitpick. A nitpick stat. Clutch time what, in the NBA know, Finals. You know what LeBron That's fans so... do? They they come up with other nitpick <laughs> stats to try to prove that he is a like a clutch performer. Because That's he true. does have. Oh, he does please have, don't. Right? That, they, 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 you had he to does, go there. See? You, know who it is? You, you know who I can't stand is Nick Wright because Nick Wright is the oh, worst. Oh, my God. He's oh, the he, worst, Jack. He, 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 he is. You want to talk about nitpicking is because he, well, he will is, go. He is, he is putative. Now, what LeBron, LeBron does team. have, he has a handful of um, like buzzer-beating shots that have you know mm-hmm. proven like clutch. He does have that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a lot the of narrative fun. that LeBron is not a clutch player is is such it's garbage at this point. Oh, Why? Because off. the biggest shot of his career was made by Kyrie or Ray Allen. Oh, that's such a <laughs> oh my god! It's true. That that's are, so are, that is a, that's so ignorant. It is that is the biggest shot of his career. Answer that question. What is the biggest shot of his career? Oh, this is good. This is getting good. <laughs> this is so good. I know what it is. Okay. Uh, I actually, in my head, I mean, like, the biggest my play head, of his I'm career is the block. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's exactly. the biggest shot of his career? Exactly. What's the biggest, the biggest shot? shot? But that defines LeBron right there. That defines LeBron. Is that 
to the Game 7 versus, or was it Orlando or Detroit? No, that wasn't Game no. 7. That was Neither. Game 1, and they didn't seven. win the series. That's the point. That's the point. It the biggest didn't... shot. So I think the fact that look, the block is considered the biggest, one of the two biggest moments. The goal Also time, with, yeah. also, <laughs> it was, it was a clean block. <laughs> also with the, uh, with the Detroit game is the two biggest moments, but the block is what everybody thinks of. But the biggest shot of his career was game seven against the Spurs and 13 to seal it. Mm, Granted, it was. Good point. Good it point. wasn't a, you know. Or down, or this, but he closed. He ended everything. Yes. All doubts. Okay, fair. Um, but I just can't. I can't uh, get I'm sure you just made a great better. point, but I, you just lost me in audio for like eight seconds. So, well, um, he, yeah, it I was, agree. It was, LeBron's a goat. <laughs> so, all right. So, what else gets into good debates in locker room? Like, what what would you say outside of baseball? What are your favorite sports? My favorite sports would be um, basketball, football, and baseball. Who's your football squad? See, I've I've never had a squad. Like I've always really? rooted for Brady, oh. and I've always said I've always oh. said this. I said once Brady leaves New England, I won't. I can't root for the Patriots. I don't know if my mom still will. Like she's like them, but she likes Brady and she loved Gronk. I don't think she's going to continue to root for them either. And now he's in Tampa, so I guess I'm like slowly transitioning to becoming a Rams fan since they're in LA. Mm-hmm. But for the time being, uh, you know, I like my certain guys around the league and I guess I'll root for Brady and Tampa. All right. So since Abe's the narrative hot take guy, he's pushing really hard. Belichick or Brady? Like Brady, if Brady doesn't succeed this year. Is it, was it because of Belichick? Brady. Is it? Yeah. You realize lo- how old Brady is <laughs> and how he was Correct. not good last year. Yeah, Correct. and he lost to a backup quarterback in the Super Bowl. How you doing? <laughs> you he, okay, there you, you realize the numbers he put up in that game and what Bill Belichick's defense did in that game to a backup yeah. quarterback. You want to talk about listen, Brady versus Belichick? Listen, you are talking. You are talking to a diehard Eagles fan. Right well, now, on the so. flip, Jack. On the flip, I'll actually come to Belichick's defense the next year with the Rams. It was the defense. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, he did the exact same thing. He said. Although I think I think the AFC Championship game is so tainted because of it was rushing touchdowns. But like Brady had so many game tying game. Do you know how good he was in that? He was insane. insane. All the third and tens that he would just. All right, here no, we go. Yeah. He, he, he is still very good. I, I, I am on the. I said I think I'm all in on Tampa Bay this year. I think yeah, I think they could run the table. That, I mean, that's going to be very, very interesting. I, I that agree. So, in general. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be a tough division. Um, and then you're also posting about college basketball, and you were going to go to UNC, right? Yes. So does that make you a North Carolina fan? I think. It does. It makes me a I Carolina so. basketball fan. And I, I grew up uh, at L.A. I grew up a big USC guy, so um, I definitely root for – I've always rooted for SC on the call on the football side. Um, and then I guess on the bas- on the basketball side, I've be, become a uh, North Carolina fan since since I was committed there. So, so you've got Lakers, UNC basketball, USC football, and Tom Brady slash the Patriots – do Tom people Brady. call I'm, you I'm maybe a little a of a front runner here? Be like Alabama college football? I I can't stand Alabama. I really <laughs> can't. Clemson though, right? Huh? <laughs> no, he said USC. Clemson, though, he right? said USC. USC. I'm trying oh, to find. Uh, what about S- in baseball? Who's your team in baseball? 
But, well, <laughs> the the team that I play on, of course. <laughs> what about what about before? Did you grow? Wait, wait, wait. Did you grow up a uh, an MLB fan of a different team? I grew up a Dodgers fan. That was LA. Okay. Oh, right. So, so I'm the Lakers. They're, they're in LA. I'm yeah. sorry. That's just the uh, Dodgers. Also in LA. Those are two teams. Hey, I didn't have a. I didn't have a football team here. Gotcha. We're talking the Lakers East Coast representative right here. I'm just talking <laughs> oh, yeah. about what you know. You want to call me a front runner? You can call me a front runner, but I got my <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just it, it makes sense if I was gonna go play college athletics. Uh, I can I and, and so yeah. The well, how'd Brady... you get to Tom Brady? That's the okay. question because that's the so one the that doesn't first... connect. The first football game I can ever remember watching was the Rams Patriots Super Bowl. Um, right. And I can like vividly remember watching that game at like five, six years old and Brady leading the drive and Vinatieri, Vinatieri kicking uh, the field goal for the win. And since that's a, that was the first game I can remember, I was, I liked Brady. And then my best friend growing up, his dad and his family, they were huge Patriots fans. And that was like my best friend. I didn't. We didn't have a team here in LA. Grew up around them. They were huge Patriot fans. So I like had already. I can remember that being the first game I remember watching. And then being around them, I was like, all right, I can. I'm gonna continue to root for this guy. That makes sense. I think. So what about so the irony? Years, what about so the irony years. that the St. Louis Rams, and then you're in St. Louis, and then now they're in LA. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's still yeah. a uh, – it's a tough topic in St. Louis. Have Have you thought about your, your five-year plan? Um, because Tom Brady will probably <laughs> retire within the next five years, and then you will be a fan-free agent. Um, yes. Do you like to want to make your pitch to any organizations out there? <laughs> I will say I'm slowly leaning towards the Rams, just the fact that they're in L.A., and I'm trying to be all, all in on L.A. Okay. Um, but – you know, being in St. It'd be very, it'd be very easy for me to yeah, be in St. Louis and root for the Chiefs. Kansas yep. City's like, oh my be, god, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> way too easy. To do that. <laughs> and Mahomes is sick. It's hard not to root. It's hard that not would to be like, fun. like that. It'd be hard not to root for Mahomes. There's guys around the league I love to watch: Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Um, I've always loved Tyron Matthew since he was at LSU. He also yeah. happens to be on that Chiefs team. Yes, That's he does. I think the Chiefs are looking uh good. <laughs> the Chiefs make a lot of sense, Jack. You retweeted <laughs> uh, a lot Meikle's, of You retweeted Meikle's tweet. So the five best college football mm-hmm. players since, and we're all pretty much the same age. So right, is that your list that you retweeted Meikle, or or what's your list? I, he had so he had Tavon Austin on his list. Yeah, um, one of the he, best, one of the best YouTube college mixes. Yes. Yes. But I would say he's not on. But he's not in that five. He's not right? on my list. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I think everybody, especially growing up in LA, uh, Reggie Bush is at the top of my list. Yep. hands down. Reggie Bush is at the top of everyone's list. Like it's that, that run be. in in the Coliseum that just cemented yeah. it, right? Like, oh my goodness, the run in the Coliseum <laughs> against Fresno State. Yeah, just he like was, that. Yeah. Okay, wait. Are these? What what was the was it best or favorite? Uh, it's who are the top five. So in my okay. opinion, it's kind of okay. like it's like a combo of best favorite. But hold on, let me just establish something. Matt Miller, like it was off a of Matt Miller tweet, and he's he said his he included Indomitian Sue. 
don't include a nose tackle in your top five. Like, pick skill players or quarterbacks, please. Like, come on. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Okay. My five. Bush, I think Leinert has to be there as well. He was nasty. Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. I think he gets lost. He was so good. Yeah. Um, Honey Badger was on me Coles. There's two guys I'm really trying to leave off my list. One of them is Vince Young. Ugh. <laughs> Because I he think because of, wait wait so Jack I went to UT and I'm not kidding that season made me I grew up in Maryland and I'm in Maryland right now so I had literally no ties to Texas except I watched that entire season of Vince Young fell in love captivated and then the entire country was picking USC in the title game so I was mm-hmm. like oh I I can't wait like it, Texas upsets and it literally made me go to the University of Texas so Vince Young I mean obviously he broke me. your heart. Crushed but me. he was crushed me. He might could he be the great? Is that like the greatest college football season of all time? He didn't no. win the Heisman. He didn't no, win the Heisman. No, this because year. Bush's season was better. <laughs> but he's a running back. All right, keep going with your list. Keep going with the list. Reggie, those are th- who line Reggie? Have that hardware though. <laughs> that's like the best thing. Did they physically take the trophy from him? I think that's literally that's all pretty- that they do. Yeah, you I'm just pretty can't sure have it's all it in gone. your house. It's all gone. Reggie, Leinart, AP. I'm going to put Tyron Matthew because I mm-hmm. love him and he was unbelievable. Yeah. And then five is – I'm going to put this as a split between Cam and Tebow. Okay. The one thing for me why Cam wouldn't make Tebow's mine is – I think Tebow's a yeah, lock. Yeah, Tebow to me has to be locked. But Cam, it was really just one season, Right. Right. Not to say, like, Burrow this year wasn't one of the most unstoppable players I've ever seen. That's one of the best teams, like, yeah, totality. But I'm saying that could be one of the better teams we've seen in our lifetime. That is, Who, like, arguable. I mean, are we too young? But, like, Dan Orlovsky's list has Danny Warfield. Dan Orlovsky, you cannot tr- – <laughs> come on. Should I know who that is? <laughs> Should who I know who that list? is? Orlovsky, it's Bush, Tebow, Woodson, obviously, Peter Warwick, and Danny Worf. Should I know who that is? Am I freaking out I right don't now? Know. I don't recognize that name. Do you know who Riley Skinner is? Is this kid joking? Like, I, it's tough to tell when people are serious or not. Peter Warwick's on a bunch of lists. Someone wrote Tom Zivikowski. <laughs> what about um? What about growing up as a baseball fan? Like, who are your fa- who are your favorite pitchers to watch? Favorite pit. So my my favorite favorite pitcher was uh was Pedro. Okay. Still is unbelievable. I'll go I'll, I'll go back like watch his highlights all the time. Just whenever I feel like it. Um. You're you're like a mm-hmm. sports junkie. It's pretty clear. Yeah. You could just kind of ask me. Any, I'll try to rattle off as much as yeah. I can off the top it's, of my head. It's just so funny because I mean, Abe and I talk to guys all the time, and some of them. They like don't even like sports. Like They're we not talked fans. to this. They're honestly, the crazy, the craziest thing that I think we've experienced was we're doing a draft series and we're talking to like eight to ten NFL guys who are going into the draft. We've asked all eight to ten, you know, who was your team growing up? Would it be cool to play for them? I would say like seven out of the ten didn't even have a favorite team growing up, which I think I just find that surprising. It's like yeah, elite I don't know how you kind of yeah, I, that's definitely not how I grew up. Like we grew up watching sports. Like that was. Everything. Watch sports. And is that a up. baseball thing? Like you find most of your teammates also love sports? 
Um, no, because some of them only know baseball. Like they they could care less about any other sport. So like at least they know baseball and they know everything like the history and the pastime. But I feel like I'm a little bit different where I have paid attention to my three sports and I just know them and have continued to like just by way of chance like get into argue get into not only say arguments but like conversations with arguments. friends about. <laughs> yeah, they, they turn into arguments. We start yeah. going back and forth. Discussions. So, what was your what was your second best sport growing up? Uh, probably basketball. Interesting. I had to so, work more at it. So, Jack and I, when we first started this podcast, um, we did like NBA player comparisons, like who we would be, like in terms of our skill level and stuff I don't like even that. Remember who who I was. Plus, like, during quarantine, I've kind of been uh, developing my jump shot, so we might need to reevaluate. But (laughs) Have you been working on Um, the jumper? uh, I've been working on it. It's not going anywhere. But who's your NBA player comp? It's funny. So my guy that I I do podcasts with a bunch, Robbie Rowland, he he was actually really, really good. Like, he was – he's really good at basketball. And there was one day we went out and we shot jumpers, and he ge- he gave my jumper comparison. He said he said you're like a Demar Derozan. I said where did you get that? Oh boy, oh ah, Mr. boy, Mr. Midrange too. Wait, That's what he hold gave on, me. hold on, hold on, Jack. This is so good. So MJ. Abe calls MJ. Abe calls Michael Jordan. Okay, all right, all right. Wait, before you say this. Yeah. Let let me preface this off by I'm totally kidding when I say this. This is a he's like kind of kidding. It is a point <laughs> to the competition that MJ played with during in that era compared to the competition that there is today. And even Brian Scalabrini told us. Brian <laughs> Scalabrini told us there's a clear difference between these guys and their ability and athleticism today than when he used to play and even before then. Mm-hmm. But what I say, he thinks Michael Jordan joke, would be DeMar DeRozan. If Michael Jordan <laughs> played in today's NBA, he'd be nothing more than DeMar DeRozan. That's, or Victor yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he'd average 45. Yeah, it yeah. was. And, he like, think about 45. this. He averaged 45, and he Oh, that's a testament. Through. Hey, me saying that is a testament to you. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Oh, you're tying that all together. Got it. You're MJ. He averaged 45. There was zero spacing on the floor. There was hand-checking. Like, he would be James Harden on steroids in today's I think game. the biggest thing, the, the two biggest things, is it's really weird. He was, I mean, Jordan was almost a, like, skill or finesse guy in, like, a toughness league. Yeah. And Braun is a tough physical guy in a very skill league. But the biggest difference yeah, now finesse. is the spacing. Yep. Yeah, There's exactly. no there's no seven footer in the lane. Like you go to the lane, it's you and your guy. Yeah. And there's there's so much open court that you can't stop guys from getting to the rack. I do wish we could see like a LeBron driving into a crowded paint with no one to really kick to. Like that's how that used to go. Mm-hmm. Into two that's seven footers. Into right. Into when Kobe was doing it. When you got a uh, uh, David Robinson and Tim Duncan, and he's still dropping forty five, fifteen, <laughs> and six. By the way. With Shaq on his team. By the way, You've got no Kobe haters on this podcast. (laughs) With Shaq on his team. Don't worry. It's okay. Oh, my God. Listen, I love Kobe as much as the next guy, but we're not going to sit here and say that he's better than LeBron James. Come on. I will. 
I'm sure you will. But anyway, I'm, I'm can you tell us it. more about how your game resembles DeMar DeRozan? Uh, he just said my jumper. Off. I don't. I don't think it res. I don't. Yeah, who's who's your own player comp? That's that's the hard because this is a tough one. Um, I think. Hey, who did I say? I said someone crazy. I was like, this you? is our podcast. I'm going to call myself. I think yeah, you I, said no. You said, I think you said Russell Westbrook. Oh, yes. Russell Westbrook. I would say <laughs> a poor, like, like a like, poor what? man's Russ. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm definitely a poor man's Dude, Russ. Jack, is a, Jack is a on I, sale, going out of inventory Walmart, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. <laughs> but I would say I would be, I would put myself in like a, in a similar light where I can jump. I'm, I'm okay. very I'm athletic, but. You're very my, unathletic? Yeah. No, very like very athletic. Okay, cool. I, I can run. I'm like quick, and I my two main th- my three things that I would do well would be drive, pass, and play defense. So trying to put that all together, I don't really. I'm trying to think of the the best comp for that. So I'm in a very similar light. The one thing that Abe can attest to is like I think I go through shooting spurts like Russ does, where I'll just I'm not a big shooter. I am a pass-first player, but, like, my shot's not too good-looking, and I will brick, like, 12 in a row, but I also mm-hmm. I have no fear in taking that 13th shot. So <laughs> I'll probably bank it in. <laughs> I sound very, yeah, sound very similar. My best my friend game has got changed vastly throughout the years. Yeah. Yeah, who'd you my land on, I it? got into a shooting competition in this, this, uh, this offseason, and, and he can shoot, and it seemed like every time I'd be up, and then I'd just go – cold and he would come back and he'd win and I every single time we kept going spot after spot after spot um so we definitely go through spurts there when it comes to when it comes to the jumper but play d drive pass yeah. get to the rim that's a, that's yeah, exactly. what i like to do i don't like to be like too relying on on shooting who who's like your uh who's your best friend in the clubhouse or around the league um in the clubhouse, uh, we we have like a there's a it's a group of us me Harrison Bader Paul DeYoung and and, and Jordan Hicks hmm. we all kind of run together. Um, and are you friends with guys on other teams? Like, is there a lot of crossover? Like the NBA guys all seem to be best buds right, off the right. court. MLB it feels a little more team centric. Is that accurate? It's definitely more rosters. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more. You're more team centric, but like if you grew up with a guy, so like I went to high school with Lucas Giglio and Max Fried, so mm-hmm. I know them very well. Um, and then other guys around the league that I have, that I have uh, like played with at certain times, um, like Cole Tucker with the Pirates, I played with him a little bit, and so he's like one of my boys. It just kind of depends. Uh, like I've gotten to know Bueller. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, let's say we're cool. Do we hang out away from the game? No. There's maybe a right. handful of guys, like, as you go on and you do it, that you do, like, just by way of chance. Like, you you look at a guy, you respect his game, you know, you maybe become friends or whatnot. Um, I think it just all kind of develops that way. So I'd say there's a handful of guys I'm, like, true friends with. Gotcha. Is there a particular road ballpark? that you enjoy pitching in the most, whether it's because you have the most success in it, because 
you like the way it looks? Like, is there one ballpark in particular? Uh, the the two favorites would be L.A. and Wrigley. Hmm. Okay. Classics. L.A. And for obvious reasons for yeah, home, LA, and Wrigley home. for sentiment. Yeah, L.A. It's home. They have the best mound in the league. Um, What's that mean? It's just like I don't know. Some it's just the way you get on it. Like really, you you ne- just it just feels the best. At least for me, like I get on it. I don't like my cleats don't like stuck or stick to the mound. It's everything seems to happen pretty easy. Some mounds like are are more sticky. Some feel higher. Some feel more flat. Some just I don't know. It's just the way that the way That's... it is. And then Wrigley, just every time we go there, it's for the atmosphere and. Right, they're ruthless towards us. Really? Oh, right, because you're you're rivals. Right. What about so you're out in L.A. Uh, you like the Dodgers, but what about the other guy in L.A. like Mike Trout? Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever debate about like baseball players? Like, is that a thing you guys, or is it just like other sports? Like when people say oh. you know Mike Trout could be the best player of all time already, like is that ever a real conversation in a baseball I, clubhouse? Okay, so yeah, those those conversations happen with there are certain guys where we will go back and forth on on like we'll we'll go back for like you know guys like who right now is a Hall of Famer and we'll yeah. like discuss that and be like okay well like that's a for sure Hall of Famer. Um, we'll talk about different stuff like that. Trout, you know, it's kind of like, where is he going to end up? It, you know, the is he already the best player of all time? Like, that's definitely not the case. Like, he's had an unbelievable stretch. He's been really, really good. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I don't know. Oh, man, there was a – I don't know if I still have it, but there was a picture comparing, I think it was – Trout's first six years to Pujols' first six years, and Pujols dominated Trout. Really? Wow. Inter- like not like nothing uh, win loss related, like more just actual hitting. Yeah, stat. no, not in terms of WAR. WAR is a terrible stat. Gotcha. There's seven different ways to calculate WAR, and you can't tell me how any of them are calculated. What's the What's the main stat you're looking at, or is it just a combo of like just looking know, at like RB. count like if you look at his his average, his homers, his RBIs. Mm-hmm. His OBP, um, I'd have to really see if I have it still. And it was comparing Trout, Pujols, and uh, and Harper. Oh, here it is. I actually have uh, it. My first, guy Bryce. first five <laughs> full MLB seasons, and I'll just do Trout and Pujols. Trout hit 310, had 163 home runs, and his OPS is 975. Pretty absurd, right? Mm-hmm. Pujols in his first five seasons hit 332. Oof. With 201 home runs and OPS over a thousand, so he really did blow him away. He, I mean, in terms of those stats, yes. Now, if you want to get into everything else, who knows? Right. Um, but Pujols' run with the Cardinals for the first nine years, like his averages, are ridiculous. It was like I don't know it off the top of my head, but his averages when he was there are ridiculous. Trout is unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, best player in the game for sure. If he continues to go at this pace and keep going and doing it, yeah, he could end up as the best of all time. So, yeah, it just, so you're so you're saying Mike Trout isn't that good? Just say yes. Yeah. We're trying to cut that up to our liking. 
Yeah, uh-huh, we're trying to get that in. We're trying to be like more mainstream media in terms of like. So you're saying Mike Trout isn't that good, and then we'll just pull like earlier in the conversation. Yeah, that, that is absolutely <laughs> crazy how they do that. It's yes, wild. <laughs> of course. Right. It's like we're comparing the greatest of all time, and he's just like, yeah, he yeah. wasn't doing this over that time period. Yeah, I'd next say, thing you know, but next thing you know, Jack wakes up to a text from Buster Olney asking about this exclusive between you and Mike Trout's beef. Uh, <laughs> He'll be in your yeah, living I'd room say, at 10 a.m. with the lights I'd and everything. Right, with the I'd gloves. Say we, I'd say I'll debate pretty much anything. If somebody wants to talk, you know, pitchers or hitters, like all time or wherever – you know, yeah, who cares? But, uh, it's all in good spirit. No one's just meaning anything bad what? about it. It's just like <laughs> no, never. The, the number, the numbers are out there, and the arguments are are there to be to be made. So, Jack, uh, I, you play video games. I know you're playing MLB The Show. I'm currently I also stink, playing the, the show. It, dude, it's such a hard game. I've never been a fan of it, but I said I would do it. Yeah. I would make every start like that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you – did you pitch with yourself? I, like, did I you try that out? Pitched, I pitched with myself against my brother and mm-hmm. then would hit with myself against my brother. How'd that go? I mean, I my team in general dominated him. We put up nine runs. I only gave up two and eight and a third. <laughs> so. You pulled yourself. <laughs> I did. It got to the point, and I looked. I said, ah, this is where my manager would take me out. <laughs> How do you pull yourself at eight and a third? Or it was eight. In a it video was, game. It was eight. It wasn't eight and a third. Okay. Eight innings. Let ah. the closer. Well, you don't even bring the closer in at that point. Yeah, nine to two opening day. I'm definitely getting pulled. I'm not finished. They're not letting me finish that game. <laughs> That's amazing. How All often right, do you get pulled? How often do you get pulled yeah. where you're just like, Come on, like I like. I understand why you're doing it, but like, come on, I could easily do this and be fine. It it happened a lot more, like I would say, early part of my career, like very beginning. Um, just because, like, that's just the way it is. You know, they get you to a point, and they're still trying to build your confidence in the in the league, and um, you know, maybe they sense you're getting a little bit tired, or you know, you've pitched really well up until a certain point you start getting into that fourth time around the lineup and it, you know, it gets a little bit different. Trying to get a guy out four times is it's tough. It, it's tough. So there, there's definitely different ways of gone about it. I think as the year went on, it started to be, you know, they're, they're just watching, seeing how I'm, I'm feeling. If they sense I'm getting tired, they'll ask me. Um, but once you get to a certain point, you just kind of go and go and go until they say you're done. And then, occasionally you're able to argue your way back into it and be like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, I still got it. But um, kind of once they say you're done, you're done. Fair enough. Well, Jack, I think our listeners will be happy that we at least talked, like, a little baseball with you. Mm-hmm. But overall, we, we do appreciate uh, your I mean, at this point, at this point and, we've and, done enough interviews. They know where we're going with it. <laughs> of course. I think I think McCollum we talked about betting on the Cleveland Browns and him like wiping his ass with baby wipes. So, um everyone should be wiping their ass with. Because you are argumentative or I think you say conversationalist, <laughs> um we'll have to have you back at some point for a ranked where Abe and I like rank with a guest 
you know, what, whatever it is, like the three greatest quarterbacks, or we do serials and stuff like that, and then we can just rag on Abe again. I'm very intrigued. I would absolutely <laughs> I, come back for that. I am, undefe- I am undefeated in ranked. Well, is the, you're undefeated in ranked. <laughs> we ranked yes. serials. That was a good one. What is there one? That, that was a lot of fun. It, is there one we should keep in mind for you? Like, is there something you're super passionate about, or just we could pretty much pick any sport topic? You could pretty much now. pick anything. Okay. Cereal, we'll I can't do. Way. I don't eat cereal. What do you well, eat? Well, if you should start, eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> oh, see, see, that's the one cereal that I will eat is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like that's because yeah, it's, it's a goat. Because it's, it's a goat. Yeah. I will. I will eat that. But in terms we're gonna get an advertisement from Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, we got it. General Mills. General Mills. We're giving them. We've been giving them free ads. Like, just throw me a box or two. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. What's your What's your food then? Like, what burgers, steaks? Like, I eat a lot of. I'm gonna say I eat a lot of candy. Oh, Bad. Abe Bad. has been dying to do candies. We could and definitely dying to rank candy. But are you doing dying dying straight candy. candies? Or are you doing like is there's like? like I would love M&Ms to mix the up and do separate candy. No, in my opinion, you should separate chocolate and candy. But okay, I mean, I'm yeah. open to because I mean, it's a mood thing at that point. Like that's that's I understand they're both it's completely candy, different. But like, it's completely different. Just, yeah, if yeah. you're in the mood for chocolate, you're not in the mood for a sour patch candy. You know what I yeah. mean? Completely different. Which, let me just say, the Sour Patch Kid is the goat. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Or is this just a little teaser? This is a little teaser. 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 All right, final thing, and very important. Are you in or out on mint chocolate chip ice cream? In. Goodness, of course. Jack, you're the only one about this. I'm not the only one, first of all. You're the only one that, like, despises it. Oh, I think it's gross. Exactly. Just, People yeah. like I can. I don't love it, but like I, I could eat it. I like if it's the only ice cream. Like I like ice cream, sure. <laughs> but like I don't. I'm not obsessed with it. Yeah, I'm just. I'm, I'm fully in. out on it. Definitely and always have been. All right, we're gonna save ranked candies. We won't do it with anyone else. And uh, you know, you it might have a little. Us. You might have a little free time over the next couple of weeks unfortunately just a little bit and, yeah and yeah. we'll try to get back and maybe we'll run some I, yeah the mlb the show it can be fun it can be fun but we'll see we'll see mm-hmm. we'll, we'll figure it out all right jack well we appreciate you coming on um we will be in touch oh shout out your socials so we can send the snapback fam to uh give you a little love sounds good yeah it's what dodge your social media, what is it? J Flair. Um, Instagram is J Flair. Twitter is Jack Not Flaherty. Alright, cool. Thanks, Jack. We appreciate it. Jack, Always. this is a lot of fun, man. We'll Always. be in touch. Best of luck. Alright, appreciate it. Peace, man. See you.